Welcome back to Normies Like Us. The podcast reminds you it's hip to be square. We fight our way through a fungal apocalypse as we join Joel. Dang it, Ellie. On a long road to the last of us on Normies Like Us. Still alive, you old fucker. Oh, who loves you? He's dependent on me. It's not the same. I think it's the same. If you don't, there's hope for the world. My father going off. You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. it up top boston has never been scarier because we're heading to mm, a parallel future and talking a post-apocalyptic horror story that's right it's the video game adaptation of the last of us here on normies like us with your hosts um like colin and clicker like colin like colin liquor colin liquor yeah um (laughs) i'll be um microfly you can't take this guy from me and this is Joel Acob. All right. Thought you'd be up, jelly. Jelly. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe Joel Acob, you got your guy. rifle. Hey, there That's you right. go. But yeah, just a couple of fun guys. We're going to go ahead and spore over the uh, Last of Us uh, franchise, but mainly looking at this television adaptation. We've talked about the video games here or there, uh, but we will be comparing the two inevitably. But it's definitely more focused on the first two of the TV show with a couple comparisons. Might be spoilers for the game. Keep that in mind, fellas. Um, just let that sink in. Maybe let that click yes. uh, for a minute before we continue. <laughs> and spoilers mm, yes. for the game could also be spoilers for the show. It seems like they have a similar plot. Pretty Similar intertwined. plot so far, and you know maybe this is the prequel to the Mario movie because we are looking into potential Mushroom hey. Kingdom <laughs> the video origins. game adaptations. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're very good now. They're good. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> yeah, we're excited about that one. We're excited to talk to this one. Um, do we want to remind listeners like what what were our favorite video game adaptations before? Obviously, mm. Mike's life changed on this podcast mm-hmm. uh, when Sonic we talked. Movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Sonic 2 was a life-changing experience, for sure. Yes. Uh, Double Dragon for a long time, but I, I think that's in the Mario Brothers camp of not really accurate, but can't mm-hmm. be enough to be enjoyed. But Sonic 2 so far is my favorite. Well, I was going to yeah. say maybe Cyberpunk. Oh. That maybe that's though. what I was saying. That's thinking. like a prequel set in the same universe. It's set in the same yeah. universe. It's not an yeah, adaptation. You could that's pretty good, though. Argue. That's pretty good, though. Yeah. If you if you can consider it as such, it is the best, but it's not adapting the story of the game exactly. No. So, yeah. either Sonic, well, the Emeralds. I love that you guys said Sonic and didn't think Cyberpunk. <laughs> I think Mike, Mike, if you listen to the past 30 episodes, has been talking about You always listen to that song from Sonic 2 soundtrack. Yeah, yeah Green Hill Zone. Well, it's my favorite. Start me up. Start me up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. with Swaco and. Anyway, uh, Colin, what's your favorite video game adaptation? I, I, three, I will apparently. point to uh, my Castlevania poster here, of mm. course, and say Castlevania on Netflix. But, you know, I know that we just talked about the upcoming <clears throat> Mushroom Kingdom. Joe's not on the podcast. I will shout out and say the Bob Hoskins, John Leguizima, Mario that we grew up with. Guys, I worry that it doesn't have the cult following it deserves because the rights are weird and it just is never streaming anymore. Yeah, yeah, that could be a, a problem. I don't we know anyone Dennis Hopper that thinks of that movie King fondly, Koopa. though. 
<laughs> we know he loves it. He loves it. And I, I appreciate his stance on it. I'm sure there's others out there, but maybe the fact that it's hard to access is part of why it has less of a cult following. Because there is such a bizarreness with that movie. So it's definitely worth noting if you've never seen it to try to track it down. I'd say. It's definitely uh, something that'll it. never get made today. Like it's definitely an, an <laughs> oh. artifact of its time. <laughs> Absolutely. Jacob, do you have a favorite uh, video game adaptation? Um, well, obviously, you know, there's all these articles and stuff about oh, the curse of video game adaptations, right? But I think we can say the curse is over because there's been so many, Ooh. just in the last couple of years, there's been, a lot of good adaptations of games. I think That's Halo. Halo. Oh, God. I was going to say Uncharted, <laughs> yeah. right? Everyone loves Uncharted. <laughs> well, there's still bad ones, but... GoldenEye the movie. More that more counts. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I think with Last of Us, Sonic, hopefully the Mario movie is good. Castlevania, yeah. like you said, you're, you're shouting out all the good ones now. And I think we can put that curse to bed with all these well, recent adaptations. Yes. And the fact that there's more than one acceptable one is heartening you know i mean there's yeah, still bad yeah. ones but we've come a long way from like the dead or alive like direct dvd and the Doom and yes. king of fighters yes. like all these yeah. terrible even john claude yes. Damme street fighter even though that's a yes better mortal yes. Kombat, which, which we like yes. those movies, right i yes. think mortal combat yes. is good too mortal combat yeah. is good to me yeah <laughs> we yeah. love them we love them Eric. But there was a string of really bad ones, especially in the early to mid 2000s. Silent Hill, not great, you know. So right. the Resident, Resident Evil, Evil movies made money, but they're sequels. not accurate to the game. Yeah. So there's been problems. But I think we'll we'll talk about it on this pod. But, you know, critics and fans alike seem to be enjoying this, whether they've played the games or not. But speaking of the games, yeah. Colin, Jacob, throw it to Colin first. Have you played either of these games? This one's oh, yes. based on the first one. Go ahead. Let's do a quick history with them. Um, I will say, guys... This franchise, I am hands-off on. I own a PlayStation. I have sure. never played The Last of Us. There's a very famous... Um, I get Spoilers again, we said for everything. There's a very famous last scene in The Last of Us. I have watched people play that scene because I've heard so many people talk about it. And I've been like, oh. And mm-hmm. then I have watched Jacob uh, on Twitch play last of us part two and some yeah. other podcasters too so that one i'm a lot more familiar with but the first one not at all and we should and probably Normie's, avoid oh, i'm just gonna say yeah. if we can that ending for people Spoilers. who are watching the show because yeah. i assume it's that's probably gonna be, be similar and so don't I need to get into part two at of yeah. yeah exactly we'll keep at the pace of where the show is and compare the plot totally. from that perspective but go well, ahead, i was just up. gonna say normies like if you are curious about the games you can literally just search on youtube cutscenes from last of us you can watch it like a movie and just watch all the cutscenes. if you want to spoil yourself for this new series which seems to be following the plot very closely mm-hmm. uh but for me i've played both games and, and finished both games and uh i enjoy them a lot i you know there's a lot of talk about is it the greatest video game story ever told and i don't think so uh it's you know it's good it's not uh it doesn't rise to the level of you know red dead redemption 2 or something like that for me but they are very good cinematically told uh, stories for the game. And I like the gameplay too. Like the stealth is good. The uh, it's a lot like resident evil where it's like you're, you have limited ammo. So you have to like really conserve your ammo when you're killing things. At least until later can throw a you're brick crafting. at this asshole's head. Yeah. yeah. You're crafting shivs and, and throwing bricks and stuff Little like that. Little pipe and, bombs and stuff. Like you have to be resourceful. Like the survival element is really big of the yeah. gameplay. And I think they're, Pulling that off. We'll get into it proper. But then I, uh, I I played and beat the first one. And then I just watched you play the second one. Um, but 
you know, I got the story through that. But I remember playing the first one on PS3 and it was a big deal when it came out. Now people are like, oh, is Last of Us overhyped? I I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, Especially the first one. And it was really emotional. Like I was, it was a great story. I was moved by it, especially that ending. Won't spoil it. But there was a lot going into it, even throughout the beats and some of the beats we've already seen. I think they're doing a great job with. So I think at least Last of Us 1 I'm a big fan of. I was going to replay it, but you can't get it on PC until march or something but there will be the remastered edition oh. on pc yeah they I was just play at this pace the of the remaster. show yeah that makes sense just play like a couple hours for each episode basically you can do it very easily that's, yeah you <laughs> yeah. know that's hey that's an easy way to experience the other way i want to shout out that i think people experienced this game uh just as we're kind of talking about the game for a sec is to say this this video game in particular is the number one video game I've heard from people's girlfriends be like, oh, I loved watching my boyfriend yeah. play that video game. It's mm. good for a backseat uh, gamer right. or a, a couch watcher because it is so cinematic. And uh, obviously Naughty Dog, the studio that, that made it, they're known for basically two things, Uncharted and this and Crash Bandicoot back in the day. If, if you're, you're old. We make cut scenes. Yeah. If you're one of the uh, ancients, But Uncharted, yeah. obviously very cinematic as well. Got a movie adaptation, obviously. And uh, so that's kind of what they're good at is making these very cinematic type games. Yeah. And since they're so good at the cinematic type games, it's probably, you know, makes perfect sense to make a cinematic adaptation and then put it on television. So let's jump right into it. Uh, Let's take it to the HBO Max as we talk uh, um, Joel, Ellie, Clickers and more. Last of Us TV show right after this. Things are getting a little spooky here. That's right, because we're talking Last of Us. Oh, sorry, guys. I thought I heard something in the distance there. Uh, listeners, you're joining us in the middle of our little quarantine camp here. Like we said, right, Saturday, right outside of the Boston quarantine zone, where we are holed up, scared for our lives by this um, myco- mycological uh, mm-hmm. infestation. Nice. I'm not just talking Mike, about our host, Mike, here. No, no, no. But I am here to stay. Right, mycology. of me. That's right. <laughs> I want to ask you guys, do you, what do you think of these? They're not zombies, right? They're mm-hmm. infected by fungi, like we mentioned, which are basically mushrooms. Uh, do you like these better than the traditional zombies, like the walking dead zombies or mm. the fast zombies? They're more interesting to me, even in the game. Again, there's some differences between how they're presented and how they function, right? We'll get into yes. that. But I like some of the changes. Me too. Yeah. The show. Yeah. But a spore-based parasite, and you know, everyone's seen, they, they underline it in the show very early on, those ants that get those spores in them that come out of their head yes. and it's all crazy. Like, that's terrifying. Right. So, to be like that plus people, it's a fresh it, take on the yeah. zombie. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. one of those early internet things, Mike, where people would share that article in particular to be like, this little weird ant that has like a little weird orange thing that grew out of its head. Did you know that like its mind is being controlled and it's like going against the hive to spread its little spores. And like, 
I, I just remember like kind of like society because it was kind of at the Walking Dead time too, where people were like, "Ooh, this is interesting," and this fucking show very smartly taps into that fascination for some reason. I think it's a cool gimmick, and especially yeah. after a global pandemic. It's like, oh, yeah. oh no, <laughs> totally. And some of the now. changes they make for the show with the tendrils over the like the air like the the, the game was basically they're spread through airborne spores that you would breathe in, mm-hmm. uh, which you think would make sense with with COVID and everything. Like it's a good parallel, but I like what they did with the show where. Because in the game, there's sections where you have to wear a gas mask, right? Because they're so spore heavy, mm-hmm. uh, which is good game mechanic. But for the show, you don't want them wearing gas masks all the time. Uh, you know, you want to see Pedro Pascal's face, right? He never, you know, he never sees his face, his face in other for extended periods. Well, yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate that the gas mask was silver and then he would have to hold like a green little eared, you know, oxygen yeah. tube and run around. Named Ellie. Uh, yeah, Ellie was going to be a, a, a death stranding little green baby tube that he carried. Yeah. <laughs> but I like great. what they did with the show with the tendrils and they're sort of how they're all connected where they say like oh if you step on a patch you know miles away it wakes them up and they start coming at you like i like how they're all connected yeah colin cool how do you feel about that idea that's that, yeah again it's it's playing into the that's the quote-unquote mushroomness of it all i didn't know the spore stuff i wasn't aware of that mm-hmm. in the video game i think mm-hmm. it's enough this weird opening um scene that we get of the the old um professor of mushrooms right yes Mm -hmm. yes. just kind of going in and saying like hey magic mushrooms lsd we do that stuff it's pretty weird mushrooms are pretty weird right it's like yeah mushrooms are pretty weird right yeah Yeah, and you know what that scene in the yeah the opening of the second episode sort of paralleling again the covid pandemic where it's like yes oh shit's about to get bad and she says bomb bomb this city right now to stop the spread and then you find out they did bomb the cities uh, mm-hmm. later on but maybe we should get into you know who's behind this this adaptation how did it get yep. a start i can talk a little briefly about that but basically the showrunners you have craig mazin screenwriter uh most notable notable for chernobyl a couple years ago a big hit mm-hmm. on hbo uh but before that he was kind of known as a screenwriter uh, i know him because he has a screenwriting podcast that he's had for like a while now and i listen to it occasionally uh with another screenwriter named john august but uh craig mazin before chernobyl which kind of came out of nowhere for him his career was like bad comedies basically scary it was like movie deuce threes, bigelow scary right movie oh four, right that's what I hangover <laughs> movies superhero <laughs> yes, movie and then all of a sudden he makes this prestige tv drama chernobyl and that's kind of changed his whole career so he gets the last of us his co-showrunner on on this show is Neil Druckmann. Now, Neil Druckmann, if you played The Last of Us, you might know who he is. He is the creative director of Naughty Dog. So huh. he's basically the showrunner of the games. Uh, you know, the creative Imagine guy that. behind the games. Yeah. That's so, really wow. one Getting of somebody kind. who knows what their property is about and getting them involved in the creative process and planning of the storyline. Wow. Right. Unheard of in Hollywood. One guy who's the, mm-hmm. the Last of Us expert. You have one guy who's sort of the screenwriting coming at it from a cinema point of view can kind of make it into a show it's like a, a dream team matchup like you know halo these other shows like just get the people that made the game and who you know want to adapt the game instead of make a bunch of changes and 
there you go. Well, now I would imagine Halo don't even work at Microsoft anymore. But that's neither here <laughs> right. nor there. That's true. massive layoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I would imagine Jacob that the scene that you were just talking about that opens the second episode, the the sort of CDC, you know, we we get that in The Walking Dead where you see sort yeah. of like the person dealing with the outbreak. I, I'm sure that's not in the video game because it's no. detached from the main story they're trying to tell, and you can tell that like. Craig Mazin, a guy who you just said made Chernobyl, who like has uh, that series has 50 scenes of people like yeah. doing like studies and going like destroy everything. Lot of you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Everything's bleak. Yeah. Everything's terrible. Like they're tapping into their strength. So it's, it's, it is a great marriage, these two. Yeah. And like I said, they are sticking pretty closely to the plot of the game so far through the first two episodes. But they are adding these little scenes and expanding on certain things. In the first episode, you had that talk show from the 60s which was you know whatever but then you have a little like just like the games it does start with with joel's daughter his biological daughter from the point of view of her uh before the outbreak during the outbreak i guess the start of the outbreak and uh but i just like some of these little additions they're making kind of expanding the world and you know that's all you can ask for really but so we get out of that stuff. We get out of the additions. We go straight into this this opening scene. Now, um, important to note, you just said the creative forces behind the video game, Neil Druckmann. Um, the video games have actors, amazingly enough. Joel, the main character here, it was portrayed by uh, Troy Baker, Baker, who's like... Probably the most famous the guy. He's yeah. like, mm-hmm. But he's like Nathan Drake. He's the Joker. He's Batman sometimes. Like he does every video game motion capture performance you can imagine. Now yeah. we get Pedro Pascal here stepping in. But I want to ask you two who have played this video game. It's like press start. It's happening. Like the credits are over. We're jumping into the scene. Do you guys feel like a me? I know you guys were saying it's been a while, but do you immediately feel like, fuck, I'm playing The Last of Us? Uh, in for the show, like watching the show, and yeah, things like that, yeah, just like that with yeah. these fucking right when these right when the show's starting, totally. Uh, because like I said, in the game, you start you're playing as his daughter. Uh, it's a little expanded on the show where you see some scenes of her going to school or whatever, going to her neighbor's house, the old lady, and that's very creepy when you see the old lady in the background changing, and mm-hmm. that's some nice foreshadowing. So I like that. In the game, you basically just start with her at night. Uh, and it's basically right when the, you know, the pandemic or the, the outbreak is starting. So she's seeing the news and kind of, and then Joel comes home and it kind of escalates from there. Um, mm-hmm. but the there way they're a, filming it. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. saying the opening cut scene is, is very similar to like, Hey, well, how do you get the money to buy this watch? I sell hard drugs. And like, so it's so like that stuff is all yeah. in there. They're taking too. a lot of lines straight from the, the game. The same t-shirt so, is yeah. recreated from oh, the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, even the way they're like when they get in the car, the truck and they're driving through the just the hellscape that's happening outside. Uh, that is also straight out of the game where you just see, you know, just the cameras in the car and you just see kind of the driving around explosions. People got like dying. Of and men the, kind of vibe for that. Whole yes. Sequence. Yeah. They created that. Um, yeah. And it's one of the most I mean, it, we, we've seen the first episode, obviously, you know, there's a whole moment where they get stopped by the soldiers. You know, oh, we got two people here. Oh, we're not infected, this and that. And it's yeah. like, obviously, one of the biggest tragedies in Joel's life and in the show. Maybe viewers weren't expecting that, but players of the game knew exactly what was going to happen to Sarah. And it was, yes. when I Single played the tier. game, one of the most emotional things I'd seen in a game or experience. It really like, is. The it's intro one of the best job of endearing them to you. Yeah. 
it's essentially the tutorial where it's like dropping into this world it's like all right you're playing this girl if you don't if you didn't know like the promotional material from the game before you played it you may even think oh that's the girl from the game right you're gonna be playing as her throughout the game nope she you know she dies obviously spoiler alert for the first episode uh and then you're and then it's cuts 20 years later and you see joel after the outbreak and it's just now he's a a man yeah (laughs) our our boy has gone from dark hair to gray now guys we just said he's stepping in for the actor here pedro pascal of course talked about him hmm once or twice on this podcast let me think oh 50 different fucking times over the course of mandalorian and game of thrones but yeah mike how is he doing stepping in as our joel character here I, I think he's absolutely crushing it. And honestly, um, I rewatched some of those early cut scenes, you know, like the opening of the game and the stuff up through where episode two ends. And I'm like listening to it while I'm doing housework or whatever. And I swear when I hear, you know, Joel's voice acting, I swear it's Pedro Pascal reading the lines. Like he's doing oh, a very man. good job as Joel and he his emotion. He's bringing the essence of the character to life, but he's nailing the voice too, which got to give him props for that. Wow. Absolutely. And, you know, I was talking to my sister. She's a huge fan of the games. And she, oh, I, wow. I was like, are you excited to watch the show? And she's like, I am. You know, I, I like Pedro Pascal. I'm a little apprehensive because he's not what I pictured as Joel, like in my mind for like a live action actor. And I was like, well, you know, what could they really do? It's not like they could cast Troy Baker. He looks nothing like Joel in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And then she watched it the first two episodes and she texted me. She's like, oh man, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm Hell in, yeah. you know? There's so, a universe where we have John Krasinski with a beard and it's oh like, God. We, did, we did not want that. Quiet yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> Nathan Fillion Drake stuff. We must be quiet, I, silent. Yeah. He's, <laughs> here's the thing. I like it. I know that he is so anti this. I think he should have not had a beard in the first part to really hit home the transformation. But I know well, personally, yeah. Pedro Pascal's like, I don't, I don't shave this anymore. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, 20 years. So he's supposed to be like, yeah. what, in his early 30s uh, in the he thinks you know, it's like 35, 36 in the pre-outbreak. Yeah. 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 Which you know, they do like what they can, but he's starting to think about any young person he's going to interact with was like a 10 year old when this thing happened. Any super young person he's interacting with was yeah. born after this shit. Like, like that's Ellie. just, it just yeah. racks your brain watching it. Born into it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's why I have to, I have to say there, the, there's two saddest video game deaths ever one is Eris from final fantasy 7 it's an old game deal with it and then oh, there's sarah from the last of us that's like mm. the two most impactful i think character deaths for me in video game history and they nailed both of them which wow. sets up like karate kid like joel you know he's he's a father figure with no child like mr miyagi right but now he's yeah. resistant to have attachments because it's the 20, 20 years, years later have not they've really set up the pain for, for our yeah. boy. No, and 20 years later to be this big fuck up and you're like, oh, what? so how old are you? Exactly the age my daughter was when she died. Okay, redemption, here I come. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, wonder what's going to happen here. Um, we slowly just get wanna, to know each other. Yeah, <laughs> and I do want to shout out, you know, HBO, obviously they went out a little bit on a limb here by sort of race swapping Joel and his family with, you know, obviously he's white in the game, now he's Hispanic. That includes his brother, Tommy, who's played by Gabriel Luna, who was uh, the Terminator in Terminator Rules. Dark Fate. Uh, yep. And his daughter. But I, episode. Shout out the Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, but I, I like what they're doing. And it's like, you know, they're not like in your face about it. Like, but it's just like, you know, it's just a thing that, you know, he's, they're, they're 
you know, Hispanic. And that's, that's great. Yeah, they're from Texas. It's they're true to the Texas. real world. Yeah, and absolutely. Cass's daughter appropriately. It's all good to me. And I think Sarah, again, she's like got blonde hair and shit in the original game. I don't give a shit about that. I think she no, does no. a great job. You, it, you're endeared absolutely. to them and you're sad when she's gone. And here's the other thing. I wasn't joking when I said this off pod to us, but you know, we, I've said on pod before, our whole generation doesn't get to be nostalgic for when we grew up because so much bad stuff happened that instead we go to quote unquote, the made up eighties, just the eighties. We jumped right. to the made up eighties. <laughs> this whole opening scene of 2003, Early 2000s, yeah. where it's like, Hey man, you know, you're not catching everything that's on TV. You don't have any other sources to like get in contact with people. You're taking stuff slow. You're listening to the news or the radio. You're going around and like scrounging for money to do shit. You're fucking, hey, how much is this? 20 bucks? Yeah, sure. Okay. Cut to a fucking picture of fucking Bush. Fucking cut to a bumper sticker that says, dude, everything is so pro because we just came out of it. Yeah, so patriotic. Cut to him being a Gulf War veteran or a Desert Storm op or whatever the hell it says. I was like, this was my time. This is the time I remember the most more than anything. And let me tell you, we would fuck this shit up enough to be like, we're all in lockdown. It's over. Like, (laughs) that's what happened. I remember it. Yeah. Well, if this happened, if the outbreak happened during Bush's presidency, then, yeah, I think it probably would have been It's called the Super Patriot Act. It just means I can (laughs) hang you if you break you, if you leave the quarantine zone. Mission accomplished. Did you say he can hang us? Why does that banner say mission accomplished, Mike? This isn't good. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. You know, I need to sign the terms on my my, uh, iPod that they gave me in the (laughs) camp. It's part of it. It's part of the ULA. Um, But uh, I I do want to highlight something that's set up is a little bit different here. Well, it's not even like different, but obviously it's not spore based, but we're learning about this. um, And I didn't come up with this. Somebody mentioned this on YouTube. Can't remember who. Sorry. But they're like, look at how the opening. They're like, where are the pancakes? Do you want to bake some cookies? And she's like, oh, I'm on Atkins. I don't eat flour. And then it's a flour factory in Jakarta. So there's something with flour Uh, in the spores potentially uh, setting up with, oh, you didn't make the pancakes like you said you would. Oh, crap. You know, I wanted to ask. Yeah, well, so. was the global warming stuff in the original? Because when he was like, oh, sure, it wouldn't grow, you know, at this temperature. But what if the planet was a little bit warmer? I was like, oh, this is fucking not good. Sure I like added this. In, but yeah, that kind okay. of detail, like expanding on, oh, flour is um, infected with yeast um, or whatever man, man. kind of stuff. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And a I was going to say, I like the, the, uh, yeah. the Atkins reference because – Yes, Everyone, at the time, yeah. In the yeah buddy, not. let me tell you again, 2003, I was like, this is so fucking real. Yeah. Ellie's never heard of Atkins. No. no. She can't even swim. Her life's over. <laughs> right. Yeah, pools no. in the QZ. A guy Dang. later is wearing like a Bush shirt uh, in the camp in the 20 mm-hmm. years jump because you have to remember, they never got anything else after that. So like yeah, there's no the Obama, shoelaces and no shit Trump. that they're like trading for. But it's just like, can you imagine technology stopping in 2003, guys? Yeah. Oh, no, it's wild. So, it's, yeah, a I lot think of they're doing a good job of nailing yeah, wardrobe. And again, we talked about the creatives behind it, but like production design, costume design, every department, yes. just like Chernobyl, they're crushing it. I don't know if it's the same set I designers to, for Chernobyl. Yeah, I was going to shout that out because if you listen to our Andor episode with a uh, friend of the pod, Adam... You know, like he shouted out the production design on that. That production designer was the same 
person from Chernobyl. And I think they brought wow. the same team from Chernobyl for this. And you can really tell, especially in the second episode, which we'll get yes. to, right? But the yeah. post-apocalyptic Boston, I mean, incredible. incredible. Incredible production design, set design, all that stuff. And makeup design. I think one of the guys, one of the leads was also very much involved in bringing Vecna to life. So when we're doing tendrils uh, and spores uh, and this kind of stuff, it's like they I'm the tendril the guy. <laughs> I'm the tendril guy. Resident <laughs> Evil reboot. Come get me. Dude. Uh, right. All right. Let's keep moving with it then and say yes. so that we're in this post-apocalyptic world. Things have changed. <laughs> we're in a Boston quarantine zone. It is set up by FEDRA. Is that sort of the name of the government overseeing right. organization? FEDRA. Uh, then you have the Fireflies, which are the terrorists or revolutionaries, whatever you, however you might view them. But they're kind of a rebel group that's trying to overthrow FEDRA because FEDRA is so kind of... Uh, impressive to the citizens. Right? And, so yeah. not only do you have to like work these fascist jobs of whatever you can get, whatever the government tells Burning you to do bodies. Yeah. in the middle of the streets, these quote unquote terrorists again could be screaming free Boston and shooting up people. And you could be stuck in the crosshairs. We're seeing that basically this is the bleakest future possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. I mean, compared to like walking dead, I mean, there's more of a government here, but it's very oppressive, but yeah, it's like, same thing as Walking Dead, where it's like, oh, you just have to survive. You have to do whatever it takes to survive. You have to kill people or be killed, basically. And everyone's going to have to go through that moment where they're like, I'm not a good person anymore. Like, I'm a bad person, but I'm just trying to survive. We'll get a literal speech of that. Now, Joel yeah. has become sort of a scavenger, traitor, um, you know, whatever you Smuggler, would say. Smuggler. Smuggler. Yeah. And he has been uh, put into contact with his partner. Um, to protect a little girl. Now let's introduce our co-lead here. Again, in the video game portrayed by uh, former child actress Ashley Johnson, uh, we instead have Bella Ramsey from Game of Thrones portraying Ellie, our co-lead. That's right. Bella Ramsey, you might remember her as Lady Liana Mormont, I think her name was. She was a lady. She was a little lady. Little lady who fought the... She died fighting that troll or uh, giant or whatever. That she Where literally with. Newsweek would write articles afterwards like, who's that little girl we watched in last week's Game of Thrones? Because it was such a cultural phenomenon because, of yeah. course, that was the HBO primetime gem show, which this is trying to be now. So it's interesting that they double yeah, down just and go, HBO got our two kids. Casting from their previous show, Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. Uh, yeah. And it's. But I mean, I, even when the casting, you know, announcement came out, I was like, oh, that's that's good casting. Like she's going to do she's going to do good, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, in the game, there's a definitely striking likeness to, you know, Elliot Page. So, you know, right, right. In, her, in his earlier days. For sure. Uh, Should have gotten royalties, I think. But again, the, this actress has a different look than video game Ellie, too. Or like stealing his identity, right? I they could have. So. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this, this new actress, however, different look than the game, but I think it took me about one episode to warm up. But by the time we get to episode two, like I'm all in with uh, Pedro Pascal and her as Ellie. I think she's doing a great job. She's got the snark, the attitude. And you believe that as a 17 yeah. year old, she'd have to kind of be a badass to even attitude. get this far. Yeah. Cause everyone around her said, fuck you, you know? And we get a different sort of introduction. Like in the game, you're introduced to Ellie when, Joel meets her after that that deal gone bad where they you know that guy that dies or whatever and uh, in the in the in the show they just show up they're already dead in the game that's the whole tutorial for learning the shooting and, and game mechanics mm-hmm. you have to go through this compound and like kill a bunch of people uh, and that's where you meet Ellie in the game in the show you get a new introduction where she's kind of tied up by Firefly they're testing her because as we find out 
she was bit, she was infected, but she, she ain't turning, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you get that fuck you attitude where she's like, you know, count to 10. She's like eight, nine, fuck you. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I like that. I like right that. away. Yeah. Introduced like a, aren't you a Chicken little short stormtrooper? She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, that's a great she's way to put cool. it. She's very yeah. cute. Now, yeah. again, it or was set up. I guess, aren't you a little short to be a Mandalorian? <laughs> <laughs> it was set up in the past to be a Maisie Williams, Arya from Game of Thrones, hmm. a lead feature film made by Sam Raimi. So you're just looking like at like, ago. but yeah, but you're like, you're looking at the pool of like, where are strong female characters being written and developed? And it's interesting that it's from the same show. And that I think that both these girls were standouts, obviously Sophie Turner. There were other Amelia Clark, amazing right. mm-hmm. oh, Gwendolyn Christie, my, my beloved female yeah. characters on that show. Yep. But like, I think this Ellie, I think she's prone to pop guys. I think this is going to set her up more than just like a little Wednesday fad. I, I think, uh, we're going to go on and have people be like, oh, this is like the definitive video game performance here. Could be. Yeah. And I think seven, eight years ago, it would have been Maisie Williams. She sort of aged out of the role because I guess it took so long to get this off the ground. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think Bella Ramsey, I think she's doing great so far. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think we have a if it's kind of built on this duo, right? You have to live up to, if not exceed the game's charisma between those portrayals. I think they're living up to it and we'll see how far they take it. But yeah. I think work. even the actress, they that got plays the basics, Tess, right? <laughs> yeah. The actress that plays Tess, Anna Torv, different than the, the voice actress for Tess, obviously. Uh, and I thought she did great in, in the, in these two episodes. Like she was, mm-hmm. she was nailing Tess, which is a somewhat minor character in the game, but she brought a lot of emotion to it. And you know, her moment in the second episode, that really, that really got to me. That was very emotional. Right, right, right. But just to have done the work at the outset to at least get the foundation laid correctly. Now, I mean, this yeah. is a this is a anime thing, but like think of Dragon Ball Evolution. Like you get none of it right at the outset. So at least right. here we're starting off on the right foot. We'll just compare to that. something like Halo, where the showrunners of Halo were like, yeah, we didn't look at the games or anything. Like, we wanted to tell our own story. It's like, that's not what people want. They want a Halo Who adaptation. are you marketing it well, to? Let <laughs> yeah. alone the movies. Mike and I did a whole Netflix Resident Evil episode where we were like, what is this? <laughs> this is they for? nothing like the games. Yeah. Yes. Or even something like Witcher, which yeah. obviously Henry Cavill left the show because yeah. he, was, he wanted it to be more accurate to the games. And it's just amazing that it's taken so long for people to realize, oh, get the get the guy who created the games, tell the story of the game. And that's what people want. They want to face some input. Because, again, Jacob, I think a lot about your argument that you made about Sonic, where you're like, you can't directly do Sonic. You adapt him to the real world and you create a movie around that. I think that is such a genius observation of sometimes you do have to do the sacrifices. But you're not doing the movie where it's like, and the witcher comes to the real world and he's got to interact. No, 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 it's not that. And this is not that as well. So why not have the input from the guy who's like, well, what's my job? I'm the keeper of the canon for the Last of Us universe. Right. Yeah. And to not just switch things up to throw off the video game viewers, right? Like the story's good. It's good enough for people to relive it if yes. they play the games and for people who've never played the game to get hooked. Just leave it alone, man. And they, so yeah. far they are more or less. And this was sort of a, a complaint that I had after the first episode where I was like, well, why... 
what is this show doing that it needs to exist because you can't just right. play the great game question. and get the same story. That's a good question, yeah. And I think after the second episode, I was definitely more in because I realized like, yeah, they are telling, it is a straight up adaptation of the game, but they're expanding on certain things that they couldn't do. Like they have more time in the show to go into sort of these things. And I think that's the, its strength is that it's able to expand on that world more than the games did. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's certain limitations too that go the other way that I want to praise them for is you have less time to set things up. For example, you know, we would have multiple combat encounters explaining how the, the clickers work and the infected and how you need to be quiet. Like they have one scene to do that. Yeah. And they nail it. And it's crazy. And when they get to that. And it's so tension filled. Genuinely scary. Like, yeah. Uh, Mike, you don't want like a scene where he's like, we've got five bullets left, but if you scavenge for two more bullets. Right. Go get that brick. (laughs) Yeah. Like they could have done it bad, but they, they really, really nailed it on establishing your main threat. uh, There's some subtle references to the games where they're like, you know, moving things around. Crouching behind a low wall. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of that in the game. And they well, and when they're literally using the environment later where it's like, and of course this thing is basically a ladder, this turned over, you know, and I'm like, oh right. Even Ellie (laughs) walking walking on the boards between buildings. That's an iconic shot from the Uh, game where you see the Boston skyline in the background. Can't deny that view. Yeah. Yeah. Straight out of the game. Boston State State Building with that gold dome. Yeah, that's it's iconic stuff. and seeing it in real life is cool. And like, I, I haven't yes. played the game in 10 years, but then I'm reminded like, oh, yeah, they got to go to the this, you know, city capital or whatever. They got to, you know, do the stairs are going to collapse. I'm like, OK, yeah, I remember like this vaguely, but it's fresh enough and it, the actors are performing it well enough that it feels yeah. exciting and new. But, and when again, people this- ask that question where it's like, why should this be redone or whatever? Like what you guys just said of like. It even has like two or three iconic images. It's like, that's enough for me. It's like yeah, to see that something, live action. but something that has like a good developed, cool, interesting world, Jacob, where you're like, yeah, why doesn't that deserve to be seen by the biggest audience possible? Right. And obviously yeah. not, you know, I'd say at least 50%, if not more of the audience of the show never played the game. So they are experiencing this. And never will. I, I never will. And yeah. huge opening first two weeks, right? Also, yeah. didn't it like boost like the sales by like 200% or something of the video? It's a real Probably, cyberpunk yeah, it's situation. Like cyberpunk. It's like, yeah. yeah. Why not? I'm again, that was my argument with uh, Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is a more nebulous concept where they had to adapt Sonic to the real world. Like you're saying, this was like, yeah, it's perfect for adaptation because it's so cinematically told in the game. Just do a straight adaptation. And, you know, it's a win. Yeah. And it's a type of game that non-gamers can buy and they can learn how to play it easily because it's more of a narrative driven, you know, triple A, you know, I call them yeah. a hallway game. It's, it's very linear, the, uh, but yeah, you, you can if learn this, it. If you're not a gamer, if the game plays too hard, you can put it on the easiest setting and kind of just blow through it for the story. Do you hear and, that uh, Pedro Pascal just had his nephew play it? He was like, I can't play it. So I just watched him play it. Right. And I think <laughs> they did cool, tell, though. like, like they told Bella Ramsey not to, to play it just so she would bring her own kind of, like, you don't want to, you know, be constantly thinking, oh, am I basing this off yeah. the, the first, you know, portrayal? Like, you want to do your own thing. So that makes total sense to me. Um, but yeah, but that just... You know, the ruined Boston. Incredible. And looks perfect. Would you, would you guys be surprised to know that this this whole shoot was shot in Edmonton, Canada? Huh. Oh, okay. I'm biggest, surprised. Biggest production ever shot in Canada, apparently. Now, 
now these big huh? ruinous Boston shots are these uh, stagecraft? Are we doing some volume? I would imagine. I'm not sure. I have to, you know, they always have the behind the scenes kind of thing after I need to w- go watch those to kind of, you know, see how they did this because it's, it, it looks like ruined Boston. And it's like, when I'm, yeah. I'm sure they have a huge budget. They look just, alone. Yeah. I'm imagining there's, this is just me. I, there's this information's already out there and we didn't look it up, but I'm imagining there's elements of we have one street that we've done and then it's extensions yeah. of the green screen beyond that, but it doesn't feel volumey. I was looking for volume. No. I'm feeling more traditional. Yeah. Well, I think that's the best way great. to use the volume where it's like, okay, we have this huge set, but then past that for the skyline and stuff, we're going to use volume to kind of enhance it. And I think that's what like the Batman did. Right. And mm-hmm. they use the yeah. volume really well. So the best shots of Willow, we were saying last week, look that way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. To enhance a real set. Yeah. Definitely. And they're definitely doing that, whether with the volume or with traditional green screen. And they're doing it great. Uh, the, the quality holds up. And I'm looking forward to more iconic stuff, not to spoil, coming down. You know, there's a university scene, if you know, you know. Like, there's very cool, more iconic stuff that I'm very much looking forward to seeing them bringing to life because they've done a great job so far. Yeah. And even with certain scenes, they're kind of condensing like the hotel scene when they go in the hotel and it's like they're wading through the water and stuff that in the game is in Pittsburgh. I think when they get to Pittsburgh, yeah. okay. obviously the game, they're going to be traveling West throughout the show. So they're going to go into different cities and different locations. Um, but they kind of condense that and then have certain references to the game. Like, yeah, it's, it's really rewarding. And I, I was worried that like, because I know the story from the game, am I going to be, bored or not interested in the show but that's not been the case so far for me like it is cool to see those references to the game and also get the story from a different perspective so colin having not played the game then how do you feel about the first two episodes kind of here's ellie here's joel we got to get her to the Mm -hmm. fireflies we get to the truck nobody's here what the fuck do we do Um, like this whole thing and you guys are making me think I will find some beautiful girl playing this first game on uh, Twitch once we get off of here and, and start mm-hmm. obsessing over that. I That's like cool. when literally the reveal in the second episode between our dynamic duo, uh, when they're worried about the little girl that they're bringing with her. Oh, no, you are infected. And they kind of start turning and interrogating her. Mike, where there's the moment of, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You think this is a we're going to save the apocalypse. You're the one cure end of the world movie. Yeah, Do you know how many of those there? Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally mm-hmm. for him to be like, that's bullshit. Yeah. That's a great setup for me. Who's like, oh, is this that story? And for him to be like, oh, no, no, no. Let me call that story out real quick and just tell you it's not that story. Yeah, because Joel is sort of jaded and disillusioned by existing yeah. for 20 years in this pandemic and obviously nothing and is never getting better. better. And, and yeah. Jacob, mm-hmm. people never wearing their masks to dicks or, you know, never wearing their yeah. masks mm-hmm. to Ralph's. It's like you what the trauma we have for three years. Imagine what Joel has, Mike, where he's like, yeah. you're a mushroom guy. It's oh, a like, miracle I, cure. <laughs> yeah, I've heard yeah, this before. is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Even though she has the proof on her arm that like she was bitten and it's not getting worse. He still you know, doesn't believe it because and then like, as a, as a non-player, I'm asking the same questions that he has later where he's like the one bite. Sure. But she's been bit again. She's been this where I'm like, Oh shit. You know, like what is going on here? Yeah. And did they do that in the game? Did she get bit a second time? That part, I couldn't remember if that was added. She didn't get bit a second time, but just when you get to that test moment where she's like, look, this is real. Like she's just using the, the first bite in the game where she's like, this is yeah. three weeks old. I just got bit and I'm, it's already worse. Like this one, is two, real. three, four, five. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's cool to underline to the viewer like, oh, it's this is legit. Because like as game players, we know it's legit. So to have her get bit again, it's a good way to be like, no, see, like it's this scary. Is, this is real. And it yeah. helps Joel. But Joel has to, like, to start. Maybe. Right. But Joel's got to start from that place where like he totally doesn't believe it at first. And then mm-hmm. over time, obviously, his relationship with uh, with uh, Ellie is going to grow. And but at first he's like, doesn't want anything to do with this girl, like doesn't like this job at all. Seems very suspicious. Like got to smuggle this girl west like why like it's the worst thing that could hurt him is taking care of a young lady again yeah he yeah. just can't open his heart to that and she's right. suspicious of him too and doesn't want it she's got her own thing but really look they up. literally say to her mike in the second episode my favorite part we're not the good guys yeah, i want you to understand that it's like ooh. yeah and that's like like what walking dead has been doing for like eight seasons where like we are the walking dead right so like that's been and done da, da, but but so far to compare us. this to, to to walking dead like and i know that had a huge budget eventually too but it was mainly i think to pay the different actors and stuff over time this like <laughs> i don't know to compare it to walking dead like production levels it, are so the, much better. you're forgetting what the highs of that were because it's been and so muddled and made. so long. Yeah. And it's it was so hit or miss from season to season. But like season yeah. two, if you remember, they're just on that farm for like the entire season. Oh, they didn't yeah. have the budget to like have more it's locations. a bottle season. Yeah. <laughs> a, a whole uh, bottle season. <laughs> yeah, you know your show's good when you do a bottle season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which they this did a one lot we're writing characters. Off. But here we can save on the the pay for all these big name actors or who will get bigger names as the show gets more popular. We, we have a core duo and then occasional side players and then the rest of it goes into special effects set design and this and that and it that's yeah. a good balance for me at least for this story yeah, you can telling. see the budget on yeah. the screen and you can really and, tell and it seems just like a guest star episodic like you could just see like this uh, to me as a viewer it's like they might not be done with this adventure at the end of this first season they could not even get to the state they're trying to get to you know like totally I have no idea and if you yeah, play the game, you know, it's that. it's sort of structured. It's like a road trip movie because they're going out yeah. west. Like you said, different episodic things where they make different stops. If you've seen next week's uh, preview, preview. Ooh, you I know, it's going to go into Bill, the character Bill from the show, played by Nick Offerman. A great, a great another great casting, I think, uh, mm-hmm. because he's basically like Nick Offerman in the game. Uh Oh, and great. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's a fan favorite character. We like Bill, you know, and uh, great casting for that. But we'll see where that goes. Uh, but we'll see also, like, how many episodes total are we getting? Do we know that? Like, Yeah. Is it eight or like ten eight, or something? Eight or nine. Because at the, the current classic. pace, I'm wondering if they'll finish. I don't think they'll finish the first game in one season. I don't that's think. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I think maybe two seasons for the whole first game. And then if they want to do the second game. Two seasons for that. Season. Yeah. But I, that'll be interesting, too, just based on casting and stuff. But we won't. And get it seems like she'd time. have to grow up a little or maybe some time would go. But let me ask you this, guys, yeah. as video game players, do you think they'll do any big last huge divergences? I've read a couple mm-hmm. articles now. You guys pointed out spores versus the tendrils. There's been some mm-hmm. changes. But do you think anything truly plot-wise as we move through this season, they'll take like a big swing I away? The basic beats are going to be the same, but they're just going to sort of expand on certain things. Maybe condense certain things into other things or change sure. certain characters into other characters. Combine um, two to one or something, that kind yeah, of thing. But so far, it's been pretty, pretty faithful to the game, even with... They're not the going to kill Ellie episode four. 
Just yeah. shock everyone. Gone. Um, I, I, I'm what I give the show credit for is again, it's just a general execution. Like I'm already yeah. like looking forward to stuff I know is coming, even though I know what happens after, like I know the result. I'm just looking forward to seeing it play out with these characters, you know, and these actors yeah, yeah. and this production certain, design. Uh, it's I'm, I'm looking forward to, there's a certain confrontation with Ellie where she meets some, some characters. And one of those characters in the show is going to be played by, Troy Baker as sort of a cameo. Oh, oh and I, I believe Ashley yeah. Johnson is going to have a part as well. So yeah, that's, that's very yeah. cool. Give her a cameo. That's great. So that's okay. a lot of fun. And then, did you did say you, some, somebody else was in the cast? Is from yeah. the game too? So Marlene, the head of the Fireflies, is the one actor to reprise her role from the game. Same voice actor now playing the role in live action. Okay, okay. wow. And probably because she looks a lot like the. The game character, right? Probably because they modeled her off the. But yeah, <laughs> I would assume maybe she did the the performance performance. I have no idea. That's crazy. oh, there's a lot of motion capture too. I wonder if she yeah. did her own mocap for the game. You know, yeah, a lot of times. But for the most part, don't. a lot of the voice actors they don't look like Troy Baker doesn't look like Joel. Ashley Johnson, right? Like Thirty nine years old. David Hayter doesn't look like Solid Snake. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's his name? Stargate over here. You know, son of Zeus. Now. Oh yeah. God award. No 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Love that guy. Yeah. Love that yeah. guy. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I it's it's hard to delve into it because we don't want to spoil anything because it is doing a great job, and that's like the best I can say about it. I mean, Colin, do you have any favorite moments from episodes one and two? I mean, we haven't really talked about the the action scenes or anything, but yeah. what, what stood out for you is like a unfamiliar territory. Definitely. Again, you know, as a, as a non-player, you're hearing the, the mythology start to get built out. So like they're having these conversations of like, is it true? They lack some of the infected, like, or like this or like that or that. And they're That's going through the and like, you're seeing the adults not even be sure. Even that as like a casual viewer, I'm like, well, wouldn't you guys know? But again, I guess the society is so fascistic that it seems like everything's so controlled that when you do get that clicker reveal, I think it's pretty fucking effective, not only in the visual effects, but the fucking horror of the scene of the whole buildup of like, not just quiet silent you right. are going to be silent for this and part the danger the fall just of one the just of two clickers yeah. yes like in the game obviously you're you're shooting it's a game so they want to add there's you're shooting through a bunch of them like you're killing people left and right to add but but it's always game. a challenge though right jacob yeah. even even if you come up against two clickers it's always still a challenge right but in this game they they'll throw this. like six at you yeah. But, okay. And you're throwing, so the volume you know, slightly higher and, to gamify yeah. it. Okay. So to make two that, that threatening is really impressive is what I'm well, saying. Well, that's what yeah. I like it's about it. almost better. That, yeah, is that they nailed the the seriousness of just two clickers, like, fucked them up. Like, like it took all everything they could have just to take down those two clickers. And, yeah. and they still lost and, a third and, of their group. And, yeah. I was going to say, and two people get hurt from it, and one of them has to die because of it. I right. want to announce this real quick, guys. I, I think I have said something similar to this on this podcast before, but I want to make a formal declaration here. If we're in a group and I get bit by a zombie, I will not be telling any of you guys. That, oh, you're going to be that guy. I will be we're gonna hiding it. Group. <laughs> I will be hiding it. I will be torn up inside mentally going like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's over. It's well, what's over. What's your end game in that game? I'm the, my end, my Jacob... <laughs> 
My yeah. end game is, is if Ellie exists in this universe, especially like if I'm, if I'm the other lady, I'm like that little girl's immune. I, let's play this out. I, up until the point where the guy right. is throwing up mushroom risotto in my mouth, that's game over. Obviously I'm blowing my own brains out, but otherwise I'm like, I might be able to get out of this. I don't oh, know. You're endangering the group by saying I no. might survive. Yes, but if I turn, no. I'm gonna fucking take all of you down with. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but no. <clears throat> oh, good to oh, know. Geez. It's not that. It's self-preservation. Well, I That's will probably true. be exiling you from my group if we get in That's any fair. kind of post-apocalyptic situation. Because or the minute you see me roll with you. a zombie, you'll be like, "There's we can't even assume you didn't just get scratched." <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, "That's fair." Yeah, everyone in my group would have to like. After a fight, like, okay, let's strip down. What's up? What do you got? Yeah, full body check. <laughs> Arms, legs, where you at? Uh, Colin, you're <laughs> sweating a lot. <laughs> oh, when I scratched myself shaving earlier, obviously. <laughs> it looks like a teeth mark. It's a new razor. It looks like teeth. It's, it's, Don't worry about it's it. It's so deep. There's so much blood everywhere. And we'd yeah. walk for another mile. And I would throw up a bunch of blood and turn to you guys and <laughs> like, say, oh, everything's really fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, those canned beans down. that were expired really are not yeah. agreeing with me. As Jacob yeah. shoots me in the back of the head. <laughs> Look yeah. at the flowers, Colin. I mean, Look I've at the told, flowers. Uh, I told, you know, friend of the podcast, X Kinda before, like, if we get in a situation like that, I'm like, I'm like Shane in The Walking Dead. Like, I'm doing <laughs> what I have to do to survive. You are. You know, every man Fully for embracing <laughs> bad guy behavior. Yeah. Not me. I'm, I'm embracing weasel behavior. <laughs> oh, please, no! I'll yeah. do anything. A little, right. uh, yeah, yeah, little worm tongue or that other guy from yeah. The Hobbit. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'd like to believe I'd be more of a Andrew Lincoln, but a Rick. Yeah, I, I don't have the leadership. So skills, I see you so. as a, I'd be more a of a Carol. Guy. I would start as a Carol <laughs> and then learn to be a badass. Sure, I'd so, probably be like a Daryl, and then I'm a badass and I have a. I'd be a camp mom and then become the camp queen. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> guys i want all that that sounds great i'm proud of us in the future but so let's say when that guard is setting up the future to him buying vicodin a uh, horrible when he says pills and bullets there's a factory the only thing they make i was like this is the bleakest future yeah. possible mm -hmm. but when he points out and says what do you want out there anyways there's just monsters um gangs and slavers and stuff uh, yeah. Again, as a viewer, I'm like, oh, shit, we are going to see some bad people along the way, too. And that's oh, yeah. very exciting. And we'll think mm -hmm. about some of the groups that they met in The Walking Dead. You got cannibals. You got uh the the mayor nomad scavengers and stuff. i, yeah, I like would get bit and lie to you guys but the second one of you was like let's eat this kid i'd be like we gotta kill you actually yeah, like, yeah, I'm, just, right. I'm never gonna do cannibal stuff it's never no. gonna be appealing to me stop trying to make it happen it's not gonna yeah, it's, happen i would, I would really, I'd be like if that. i hear one of you bring it up again <laughs> You'd be like, we have all never. this canned food still. I'd be like, no. But then someone would open a can of mushrooms. Not and you'd be like, you stop that. <laughs> you put those mushrooms yeah. down. That's my cousin. Yeah. Look, 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 look. Yeah, no, like, no, no way, dude. You're sick. I only eat mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, but I do like when uh, Joel is doing a drug deal, the first scene after the thing. And then you get that mirror line in the beginning where it's like, where'd you get this money? Oh, you know, selling hard drugs. Like, that's such a great mirror. And then the watch, the broken watch, right? Watch yeah. like just foreshadowing stuff like click, yeah. click, click. He's like love yeah, that stuff. It's frozen. That in whole time. scene of that woman rushing her out of the shop was really that might be a Craig Mason touch, right? That was like mm. heart wrenching of just a woman being like, I have the inside track 
from my country or whatever that things are bad. I'm sorry, little girl, you should rush home. And for the husband to be like, I'm fixing the watch. What are you talking about? And just to be like in their own little world. It's like, oh, when I just keep thinking about how like. I don't have Twitter or social media or anything. And one day you guys are going to text me like, you don't know that the bomb went off. And I'm going <laughs> right. to be like, oh, no. Right. Yeah, you're not watching news on TV. All of a sudden it cuts out and like emergency broadcast comes on. No, the old lady behind me is going to be doing this. And I'm going to be like, oh, one for um, uh, play airplane or whatever the movie's called with right. Gerard Butler. That's yeah, why I do. That's why I don't bake. Stay away from flour. That's what I learned from episodes one and two. Right. That's right. Um, Jakarta and flour. Just double check it. But um, any yeah. other super shout outs on these before we go to our final thoughts on these first two episodes of The Last of Us? Yeah. And I think Jacob touched on it earlier in the episode when we were just kind of generally discussing some of the changes. The idea that the the mycelium or whatever that they are connected via mushroom network because like that's a real thing yes. and that's something awesome. that i've been seeing more about recently like i'm sure it's been known about longer than idiots like me have learned but the idea that they're communicating and sending nutrients where it needs to go like there is a network with fungus right. in the forest floor and i think that's really cool that they're like well if we're not doing spores let's do that which is in some ways the idea scary. that they're all connected which is and if one person turns and then gets connected oh now yeah and you see the little tendrils moving which is super freaky and even obviously tess's big scene in the second episode when she's stalling for time and kind of you know big kiss being a distraction and yeah the the thing just basically makes out with her it's like it's creepy it's like yeah this thing entering your mouth with yeah that's a specific fear, I guess, but um, seeing them just swarming, I think that's really effective that like if you're anywhere and you step on one, like now it's like, oh, you really got to be very yeah. careful. How many are coming? All of them, I figure. Less than I a think minute. it's like a military thing in the game. Like soldiers showed up. Yes, and she buys yes. Time. It, was, it was Fedra soldiers. Uh, yeah. So they so got to get Ellie different. out of there. It's a little different, but I think this works. But the idea build up the threat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get instead to of them being worry, like yeah. individual zombies or whatever, the idea that they're like essentially one big organism. Like, I love that idea for the show, and I think that could yeah. go in some really interesting directions. While not compromising the main beats of the story, like it's it's just yeah. an interesting direction to take the villain to make it more cinematic, and we can lose it, the gas masks. Zombies haven't changed since they went fast, right? It's like yeah. we need Danny Boyle, you know, and that's it. We need something new. Kinda, well, that kinda we did was like the. the uh, the big change in the game was like, oh, they're not zombies. They're infected by fungal spores. And that was like, oh, okay. They use like echolocation to like locate you and stuff like that. That's they're blind. Ideas. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's why you had to be yeah. silent. John Krasinski should get a cameo. I take it back. <laughs> now, again, this right. is one of those things. We're so old. You know, we watch everything with subtitles on, I, I believe, confirmed all through the mm-hmm. Norway of here. <laughs> but when it comes up subtitles him mouthing they don't have eyes make no no or you know make no noise or whatever he says yeah there's there's yeah but there's no way you you actually hear pedro pascal say that without subtitles on how does anybody watching in the normal way just get him when he's like yeah to interpret it the same way ellie does ridiculous i guess that's when he says they can hear technically i don't think they're hearing it's just the echolocation that's why they use that clicking sound right that's what we I don't know if they made hearing. that clear in the show yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like a like a bat. Like she says, the head splits open and they can hear like a bat or whatever. But yeah. Just that is scene it true? alone is my highlight. 
because when she discovers the body, you're like, okay, what did this? Immediately quiet, silent, and the the, the yes. build. Two of them yes. are dangerous. Now we get a hundred. Masterful, masterful. Pushing the statue over to so it makes a noise so you can hide somewhere else, slowly reloading the revolver, like and that's kind of showing Dolly that pushes in like it's so yeah. good. Joel's been there before, like he's fought these things a lot, so he knows the tricks of like, oh, make a noise over there to distract it. Well, yeah, Tess looking back at him when when uh, Ellie's kind of rattling off what they're like, and she's like, they're fake, they're fake, but we know Joel's not answering because like he's actually seen some shit. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just say real quick, you both texted kind of saying, uh, first episode pretty good, second one sold. Yeah. It's really the whole action scene in the museum and like the ruined Boston. Like that's what really sold me. Like they're nailing it with the clickers and it's like, I'm on board. In the awesome. world. Yeah. The and like, like you said, my, the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the re- reloading where he has to silently reload. Like you don't see it like you're walking Taking dead. All the they never reload. They're just shooting uh, 20 Jesus times Christ. per, per yeah. clip. You know, he's got 30 arrows at one point. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like this is just more realistic where it's like, oh, you have a revolver and once you use those six shots, you need to reload as quietly as possible. You don't want yeah. any of the six cylinder, the brass casings to clink together. You don't want the cylinder to make a noise. You got to put them yeah. in your pocket and get six. It's like, man, that scene was perfect That's tension building. Stuff. They crushed it. Yeah. So good job, creators of Last of Us. I guess yeah. it's that time though, you know, you can't deny that view. You can't deny the views the show is getting and the reviews. So let's go ahead and talk our final thoughts on The Last of Us, uh, Normies Like Us. Alone and forsaken by fate and by man. Oh, Lord, if you hear me, please hold my hand. Oh, please understand. Where has she gone to? Where can she be? We're back, she wrapping up here on Normies Like Us, talking The Last of Us, the HBO TV adaptation. Giving our final thoughts here. Talked a little bit of what we'll call The Last of Us Part 1. We'll probably come back to this show on another Whatcha or something in the future. So, Normies, be on the lookout. We're not done with it. Mm-mm. We'll have to call it like The Last of Us Episodes 1 and 2, because if we call it part one and then part two people might get the wrong idea that we're talking about right in part two that's so true we'll, be, we'll try to make sure that our name and there's been like three clear. versions of the first game now because they remade it and then they remade it again oh well we recorded mike, 10 years we'll do remastered yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mike you said you played it on the ps3 jacob did you as well or did you do the remaster or then the remake i think i played it on ps4 Okay. So it must have been a re. I don't remember. Maybe the like, remaster. Twenty thirteen yeah. was the original release, I believe. So. Okay. But was that still PS3 days or was that PS4? I'll confirm. I, I can't believe PS3 sounds so long ago. Yeah, it might have been a dual release. Like PS4 was newer at the time. So. But then, like that. so Crown Jewel of PlayStation. Are we kind yeah. of ready to say that? Is this their sort of like? biggest character even maybe now the series spider-man because those are all sony probably three and god of war god of war or is that the robot girl what's the robot girl's name robot girl who hunts uh, the robots horizon zero dawn horizon the game that i'm playing right now yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, I can't wait I'll talk the next, about the next watch. watch. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait. That sounds great. Yeah, but I think this is definitely one of the highest, even when the Last of Us Part Two came out, it's like one of the highest profile properties 
I think it's a bigger deal than Uncharted is at this point. I mean, that movie flopped, but um, yeah, that's unrelated. Again, I think the property trying to itself. Change things. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got Neil Druckmann to, to direct that movie. I guess. They, if you guys watch The Last of Us or The Last of Us, if you watch the Uncharted movie, Sony has a new vanity card akin to a Marvel cinematic, you know, setup where it's like, sure. here's all of our stuff or whatever. Venom, Morbius, all our favorite <laughs> characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on Raven. the video game side, you have to imagine that they are looking to monetize this stuff. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all those first party, first player walking action simulators that we just listed off, Zero Dawn, God of War, Uncharted Six, you know, we'll get five more of those fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, are all primed to be made here, man. And if this is not just the first step, they got to be loving the goodwill this show's getting. We'll say that much, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's been a lot of praise for it so far. And I think part of that is just like, oh, they're actually just like adapting the story and like doing it well because we've been let down by Halo and by all Ooh. these different shows. Cheeks. It's like a breath of fresh air that a video game adaptation could be good, uh, which I just said earlier that there's been a, a few good ones in the last couple of years. But this one's maybe the most high profile in that it's sort of a HBO prestige drama show uh, that's going to be, I assume, doing Game of Thrones type numbers, Stranger Things that's, numbers. But Jacob, worth pointing out, that's a great way to put it, because this year we will also be getting the Peacock produced Twisted Metal TV show. Now, right certainly not going to be pulling the numbers the last of us it is i think it is important to be like no this is population and critics facing we are putting a push behind this to go this is worthy to be talked about by everybody yeah yeah i I think there's a trend we're seeing too where finally you know we're getting to a, a place where people who actually grew up playing video games people our age slightly older they're in positions of power in the industry where they can kind of make some more creative control decisions where that wasn't necessarily the case 15 to even 10 years right. ago. Well, it used to yes. be, yeah, you're right. Like Hollywood producers saying, how can we make this into a movie? How can we make this profitable? Let's change everything about it and just basically use the name. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously that didn't work for years. And, but so Hollywood which ones? Producers. So which ones? Zelda. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger will play Zelda in this right. Zelda movie, and you're like, no, no, <laughs> and you're just like, stop. But now people are yeah. sort of getting wise to like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fans of the game want to see an adaptation of that story. They don't want a bunch of changes, which makes sense. And like, that's like your prime audience, as well as also trying to get people who've never played the game. It can be a crossover hit by embracing it, but also acknowledging that it's weird enough and big enough to bring in other people. Yeah, totally. I think that's what, I mean, Halo, I think they were trying so hard to be like, anyone can watch it. You don't need to know Halo. You don't need to know anything about video games. It's just going to be a, a great show. So, it should be a bonus if I do, not a detriment if I do. Right. Like, like, but so, but yeah. what does Microsoft do, Mike? Do they sit on Doom? Do they sit on Gears of War and go like, Ooh, but the Halo failed, that. you know, or do they get bold because of, of The Last of Us? You know, the, seeing the numbers of the first two weeks, I think we're going to see more attempts at adaptation whenever we have left. You know, it feels like Paramount with Halo did it the old way where they're like, screw it, use the name. And then this is the yeah. opposite. The Witcher is a little bit a foot in each, you know, on each side of the, the line. Right. Um, Mario I, looks like it's firmly give the fans what they want. And I think that's yeah, what we I need think more if, of. 
if Mario comes out, it's a huge hit. I hope that people like they're going to take the right lessons crush. from this. Yeah, it's a proven like, model, oh. and they'll just copy the proven. I model. think that right. will take that will to do a sloppy metaphor here. That will take the virgin fear out of Nintendo to have that we just got laid energy, and mm-hmm. finally all that pent up stress from super mario brothers the movie will like disappear from that yeah the right. first relationship they had with us aka yeah. hollywood really traumatized them yes like, they did not want well, to go back yeah and obviously nintendo they're very protective of their ip right now right? Mm-hmm. but we've had detective pikachu that was yes. you know a lot of people like that i think nintendo is going to try to get more into movie adaptations you know zelda TV uh, show Metroid. We gotta oh, go Metroid. to that theme park, guys. I think is that opening literally like tomorrow Universal or something? Universal has it right now. I think. Right? I would give fucking opens. anything. We gotta go. Yeah, we should do that before the Mario one. We should try. <laughs> yes, make a that day would be of amazing. it. We'll watch. We'll go there and then leave and watch Mario. But we'll oh, see man. if that happens. They'll show but, it there. But you know, all That's that being true. said, Horizon. I wouldn't mind a Horizon adaptation if they're gonna do it like The Last of Us. But the thing with that is. It would need a huge budget to even. I mean, it's a mo- it's a game where you're killing so giant many robotic animals. Yeah. You know, right, that's not right. going to be cheap to make. So Halo needs right. a big budget. I mean, it all you can't. You know, yeah. some of the CG no. in Halo is. <laughs> but you could bad. also you could have done it way better than they did if they just gave it half a shit about oh, the source material. Because sure. with The Last of Us, you can spend enough time with just characters chilling that you can have one big action scene every two episodes, so to speak. And there's yeah. enough drama and character beats. But yeah. with Halo, you can't really do that. I think you fair. should at least have to have one interview with the creator where you go, why do you think your game worked? And, you know, like just to like at least acknowledge the stuff that they say, because anything yeah. else, it's just like you're never going to figure it out on your own. Yeah. yeah. And we've been giving them credit for doing the bare minimum. Right. Thank goodness. But they're also in my mind, there's a little bit of them getting served a softball because the game and underhand oh, yeah. pitch because yeah. the game is so cinematic. Here's the blueprint. Not fuck it up. Yeah. So just don't totally it like up. it was a slam dunk. As soon as they announced it, like, oh, of course, that'll make a great adaptation because it's a cinematic game. It's already a big beginning. stars. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We've laid the groundwork and, for you. Just follow the trail. I mean, Horizon, the story is not as good in Horizon. So I don't know if that would work or not. It's very cinematic, though. God of War, very cinematic. Netflix just announced that they're going to be fucking around with uh, Bioshock, I believe, with either Mm. a series of films or TV shows. That could be interesting. I mean, Bioshock 1 has a good story, but it's very... It's got a good world. Again, I think to mine some stuff that just has stuff that's that's worth being built out of. A big daddy shows up twice in the series and it's a big deal. The rest of it's very tense. I could see a Bioshock working, right? Yeah. Um, Is is there anything that you... Stuff, yeah. Yeah, is there anything that you think would lend itself to good adaptation that is not in the works yet now that we're seeing potentially more of these? If you want to slam dunk like The Last of Us, like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. If you want to oh, make a Western, man. like that would just People be a great Western, Western. Western story. You just, yeah, yeah you just literally pay stuff. for the rights to go. Yeah. Here's the yeah. 10 scenes you need to adapt. I have a plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just do that. Um, interestingly, too, we just saw in the video game adaptation world, Kojima just tweeting a photo of him underneath the A24 sign. Right. We don't know what yeah. that's about. What are you doing with well, A24? Well, he's you scooping up that, actors uh, for his news? sequel, it seems like. I don't More know. Death Stranding cameo. Yeah, guy, it um, seems like. Was attached to 
Metal Gear Solid. I forget his name now, but he uh, was... Jordan Vaught Roberts. Yes. 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 Yeah, okay. And he wrote this whole thing. Which on again, media, if like, I was Henry Cavill, I would be running out and signing Metal up to that Gear. to get my fucking franchise immediately and reiterate to people I'm a movie star. But no, it doesn't. See, it seems like he wants yeah, to play with tabletop K. toys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nerds yeah. Again, here's the thing, because this is the point of this show. It's always funny to gatekeep like I just did to be like, no, the Warhammer 40K, that's too nerdy to make anything. The whole point of normies like us is, is that the proof of the world is now it's like none of it is too nerdy for anything. Adapt everything, make oh, yeah. stuff out of everything. Who cares? Well, that's the whole I'm happy thing about all of it. We had a Nerd successful culture. Lego Batman. We yeah. won. We won. <laughs> Nerd culture has become the mainstream it's, culture. That's what all ner- it's, you mm-hmm. know niche to normie that's what it's all about it's, it's, it's 20 years ago the 80s revenge of the nerds it's yeah here. this was nerds. not the case this was not the case when we were growing up again in the early no. 2000s uh no. but now it's like yeah game of thrones was like the most popular show for like a decade like a fantasy show yeah that that wouldn't have happened 20 years ago so yeah. i think there's a lot of possibilities with video game adaptations i think we're going to see more and more of them and i think more and more of them are going to be good we missed a 90s adaptation of Contra with Arnold and Stallone starring. That's the only one that would have been better if it was made back <laughs> They're then. They're on the box yeah. art, Mike. They, yeah, they'll just go ahead there. and steal that. We can just pretend. Yeah. Now, my last question to you guys. Do we think any David Zazalov, CEO of WB slash HBO fuckery messes up anything good we got going? I, I, I pray to God. these big hits, like they're going to leave them alone. Like that's the thing is HBO is known for quality shows. Like that's what their whole branding is about. Like we make really good shows. And this is not an HBO max show in the same way that hot D is not. These are both HBO shows. And like you right. said, Jacob, that means something. So. Yeah. So I think there's a big difference in like the creative talent they get that they get for these shows versus the execs who are fucking everything up with HBO and WB and all that. But like the shows are still good, you know, white Lotus, Succession, like these are quality shows, and I don't think they're going to mess with that because that's HBO's whole brand is prestige TV, right? And yeah, I think HBO, and is, I think uh, Last of Us falls into that kind of perfectly, and it's been getting great reception, you know, obviously. So I just hope that they don't mess with it. One and two, if this is a huge success, it kind of sets the template for here's how you do a video game adaptation. One, stick to the source material. Two, keep creators of the universe involved in it, and three, don't divert too far from the right. source like be if the true. story of the game worked then just do that and <laughs> if you make people who played the off. game happy they'll mm, keep watching it and then other people yeah right come on which it's once we get top. to part two that'll be interesting because that was a very divisive game which we won't <laughs> do get you make the audience happy yes whatever yeah, right. change that would be well, that was sort of the last Jedi of games where it's like we're subverting your expectations. And a lot of a lot of people <laughs> wow. do not like their What if I made the last Jedi of video games? Hmm. How would I do that? Yeah, hmm. because it, it really is because there's a lot of really big fans of that game that say like, oh, it's it's a great game if you you know, if you like what they're doing. And then there's a huge contingent of people that are like, we don't like it. Like we don't like the big changes that you made. And you know, I, I like what I like, but don't yeah. ruin it. We'll yeah. see yeah. that probably around season three for The Last of Us. Uh, we'll check in in two years on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And again, well, I just want to say one last thing for my final thought. Please. To compare it to The Walking Dead again. Um, but just to show that this have to. is so much better. Like, Walking Dead, it started really good. Season one was great. 
it devolved into a kind of endless thing where they're introducing new characters, new characters get written off. Yeah. The story just seemed to be going nowhere for seasons at a time. Last of Us, it's not going to have that problem because the story is already set. We know that there's like a finite amount of story, at least for part one, uh, that like they can't fuck it up. If they if they stick uh, to what they've been doing, like I don't think they can fuck it up. But can you Unless imagine they if run they ended out of up book, in a farmhouse? So speak. Yeah, if, <laughs> they, if they run out of book like Game of Thrones did, like if they decide we're going yeah. beyond and there's no more Last of Us games, then we might get into trouble for I think but at they least stick the, to yeah. the three seasons, we should be okay. And that's what's great about the game is it's an isolated story. Like you don't need to continue Joel and Ellie's story after this. You don't need to. I mean, you can, but yeah. you spin it off and call it the rest of us and it's everybody else. The <laughs> 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 first of us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think they're doing a great job and they, yeah, all praise to these creators. Hopefully they keep it yeah. up and they get rewarded for the good work with both views, uh, reviews and, you know, recognition from their parent company yes um, i and like you said reviews have been that way i hope this show is not quote unquote the godfather of video game adaptations just because i hope we keep pushing those boundaries so let's yeah let's keep going here yeah i only hope that media properties yeah take the right lessons from this and there's a lot of things you can do with video game adaptations and who knows maybe down the road we can go the other direction and actually do a good job too. take a movie and make a good video game we're still working yeah. on it yeah. we're still working on it but at least we're getting this part right alright right. now we're wrapping up here I will confess about 20 minutes ago a mushroom did start growing out of my arm and I told oh, no. you guys I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything about it it's, it's twitching. now really not making me feel good so I do think we got to go here uh, as always oh, check geez. us out at normies underscore like underscore us Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps out the podcast when y'all do that. But of course, you can also check out our YouTube page and watch like the video version of this. That's great as well. Absolutely. I was drinking one of the last Coca-Colas we could find in the Boston metro area after the end of the uh, <laughs> yeah. apocalypse. It's a know, rare commodity. Uh, is that rare chicken, commodity. Mike? Mike, is that chicken I see? Oh. It's the ch- chicken of the sea. Got it's chicken. a can of tuna. <laughs> Dude, some smugglers got you that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vicodin. Well, this has been uh, Mike Cilia, I guess. If we That's right. And this has been Colin That's Licker. Yeah. Mycology. Uh, and this <laughs> is... This is... What was I? Joel Jacob. Joel Jacob. Right. You're all right. Put that rifle down, Jacob. Oh, no. Dang it. Dang it, Joel Jacob. All right. Well, don't get... Don't get... Don't bake anything. Don't get bitten. Don't get infected. Yeah. yeah. Stick Stay to safe. your Atkins diet, listeners. We love you. Stay Atkins. safe. Don't eat Stay flour. <laughs> Bye. Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey. And I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.